Enter a world beyond imagination. Your gateway to excitement. Seek experiences beyond description. Prepare yourself. It's Dungeons and Dragons Adventures. Hello and welcome back to Dungeons and Dragons Adventures. Uh, I am your host and, and DM, uh, Skip Worthington, and uh, we are about to move on to uh, a very exciting segment in the adventure. Uh, I'll, I'll paint a picture, and then our players uh, will jump in and, and tell me what's going to happen. So, you have emerged from the edge of the foggy forest... And you look before you and see across a field of thorns rising into the sky so high that the top of it is obscured from your vision by the thickness of the atmosphere. The obsidian tower gleaming evilly. You have a, a radiating sense of terror. Uh, what do you do now? My, my elf Hambone has a bunch of grit under his fingernails from the last adventure, and he wants to start studiously cleaning out his fingernails. Is, um, is, uh, is this, is, is he going to use them as a uh, His fingernails component? are really uh, dirty. What dice should I roll? You don't need, you, you, you can just clean them out. You don't need. All ten of his fingernails are dirty. Bothgore well, tracks for traps. Uh, oh, okay, um. Uh, elf elf Gord does not find any traps. You don't. How do, many of my fingernails are clean at all this point? All of them point? are clean. You don't have to roll. For, like you do have complicated fingernails. It's just. It doesn't seem like I'm spending very much time on each finger. Could I check for traps to the west? Ah, oh, jeez. Um. Th- there's no traps to the west. Were there traps in the forest? No, there. You just you're not in the forest anymore. You don't need to check yeah, for but, traps um, in the forest. I thought. Um, my elf goes back into the forest to look for traps. There's no. Did there did there there were no oh. there, there there were no for, there were no traps in the forest. You come back. The obsidian tower lays before you, gleaming with a malevolence I, that you have never encountered before in your life. You are simultaneously you revolted and drawn to it. My elf has an extremely hard time believing he's checked the entire forest for traps. In one turn. Or spiders. That's uh, another uh, good it's a for- Of course good there's point. spiders. There's, th- there's lots of insect get, life. There's um, well, let's get some spiders. Well, my fingernails are probably only, honestly, I mean, you know, th- about half clean at this point. I check his fingernails for traps. <laughs> there was a spike trap in his fingernail. You both die. Oh, why does this keep happening to us? I don't know. I don't know, Ted. I don't know why it keeps happening. It's a fucking mystery to me. <sighs> I guess that's the end of another adventure. See us uh, here next week when we're going to explore the cloud castle of the demon Oldrick. Uh, and maybe you can fucking clip your fingernails ahead of time next time. I'm Skip Worthington. Good night. Crap shoot. Crap shoot. Crap shoot. Crap shoot, crap shoot, na 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 na, crap shoot.
Hello and welcome to the crapshoot. Oh, we're recording finally. Yeah, now, now, oh God, now I can we're recording. Open the beer finally. This has been a, a real, real drama uh, off mic as uh, I stumbled through setting up the garage band session for this recording, uh, and we were both uh, sort of silently wishing and wishing and wishing uh, for the beer sitting in front of us, but neither of us was rushing the other about it. And uh, once well, we admitted the issue, it's kind of like once you start <laughs> thinking about how you have to pee. Because you could have like been sort of needing to pee for an hour and just sort of mm. not thinking about it, but then once you really get it in your mind, you're like, "Oh, Jesus Christ, I need to pee so bad." But instead, it you know beer because it's like the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the other side of the equation. But uh, but now the beer is open. And cheers! 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 Oh man, where to start? It has Ugh. been a while. This is episode 22, technically speaking, although episode 21 has yet to materialize because it exists as a series of impromptu field recordings on multiple personal recording devices mm-hmm. I own that I have still not put together. And we recorded that back in uh, uh, mid-September. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm like... <laughs> I feel kind of bad for our... Right off the bat, wanted to rake you over the coals a little bit for that, but that's okay. We'll get to it. Yep. yep. We, can come ar- we can come around to that. But here we are now. Let's and the re-approach thing is, that from a yes. different angle a little later. For now, I just want to say hey we're recording and you know what uh, when we hadn't been recording uh, I, I was missing that and and yeah. uh, when we hadn't been recording we also mostly I don't know if we have hung out since then either we might have gotten a beer one time like you were in the neighborhood for a haircut I think in the interim yeah although well but that would still have been a while yeah, ago I do get my haircuts in your neighborhood the hair, haircut <laughs> district yes the um, I don't I don't know that we actually made a connect we, we've, we've, we've bumped into each other online and here and there and I don't know that we've sat in a room together. Yeah, yeah. It's, so since it's a, the last, it's, it's uh, nice to it's since nice XOXO, to XOXO. I guess that would be then. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, shit. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. We're back. So here. Okay. Here's one. Here. Are you ready? Yes. Get I'm ready. ready. Step one. Get ready. There's a um in uh. God, shut up. Okay. T- I'm talking to my phone here. Uh, in July, July twenty first, two thousand fourteen, I got an email from a very nice fellow. And uh, I offered us to record him a song because he gave us some feedback on the oh, podcast. Okay. And this was, um, you may recall when we had a uh, active podcast that we were recording, that one of our one of our hooks, rings a bell, rings yeah, a bell, yeah. One of our uh, uh, running uh, things was to uh, write a song for. Well, for you, I didn't do anything except make you do it by putting you on the spot mid-episode. Um, when someone wrote us a review on iTunes or something, you would write a, a little jingle about it. So uh, this guy wrote a nice email instead, and um, and uh, I asked if he wanted us to make a jingle about him. And he, and he, with three exclamation points, said he would love it. Well. Um, but then he said, you, you, you know, it's up to you. It's not a big deal. Um I don't. I don't know how to make any music, but maybe we could just do a little. Um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, improvised terrible mess. Yeah. Yeah. But uh. what, do you, what do you call it when you make the the music notes with your mouth? Uh, singing. Scat. <laughs> uh. That's that's the <laughs> word I was trying badly. to avoid. No, uh, acapella. That's acapella. What I'm looking yeah, for. yeah. Okay. okay. Um, do you do you want to try a little acapella thing? Let me tell you a couple things about this fellow. All right. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It, but it's Y A N D I E L. Yandiel. Yandil. Yandil. Yandil? Yandil. Have you ever heard this name before? Nope. Okay. Sorry. Sounds vaguely Tolkien esque. Sorry. He is probably, he's probably a, an elf. Yeah. It, or, or, yeah. So, uh, if. Okay. 
If I hadn't offended him enough already, we got that taken care of. That's the one-two punch. Uh, if you anyone was thinking about giving us any positive feedback, now you know better. Um, he says uh, he likes the show. He says that the kind of warts and all aspect of it is uh, fun. And well, have we got show. some warts for you. Yeah. Um, and he says, good luck with all your projects and your other podcasts as well. So he's a very sweet guy. And, and I, I've obviously now for like, you know, six months, four months, five months, owed him a song. And uh, do you want to try? Can we improvise one right now? We can try. Okay. Hold on. I didn't think about this until just now while I was talking, but I have a couple apps on the phone that make noise. Maybe we can even like get real noise in there. Maybe. I don't know. We could just... <laughs> Versus, versus the noises we're making now, which are Fake. not real. Yeah. This is all uh, uh, speech synthesis. That's uh, promising. Get that up to the mic. Uh, do, have you ever used Bebop before? <laughs> yes. Kid, yes. Will, you, will you play because you're I, a little more musical than me? And you can change the tones and stuff, too, but I don't know. Yandiel, oh Yandiel, Yandiel, you boo doo boo boo. That's that felt like a real strong first effort. I feel like we Thanks. really got that's something there. That's the first there. song I ever wrote in my yeah. life. All right. Well, Yandiel, we might uh, maybe one of the interstitials here will uh, involve a uh, another version. Can you but, go back uh, and just like overlay a good maybe. song with maybe that? Maybe I could. And maybe, we can pretend that's what we may, did on may, the spot. May, maybe what will have just happened before we continue talking about it here is some sort of complicated multi-track uh, improvisational thing on that. Uh, We'll see. We'll just see. I don't know. I lo- oh, yeah. We, I think if, if we there's anything we've out. learned about the process of making this podcast, it's mm-hmm. that nobody, including me, knows right. what and whether something is going to happen. What <laughs> we and all whether just that find out uh, nine months later when the episode comes exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know. But, Yandiel, mm. you rule. Thanks for yes, being thank so supportive. You. Thank you. It's uh, you're the, the, the song wasn't as good as your feedback, but uh, it was the best I had. Um. Yeah, hi. So, yeah, yeah, I have been busy. Um, <laughs> tell me what you've been doing. Uh, I have... I went to Vancouver. Okay, the, the, that's The big right. one. Vancouver, you, BC. You, you hit Seattle on the way up and then went to Vancouver. Yeah, you had a, had a show to play with the Harvey Girls in Seattle on uh, Friday and then drove up Saturday to Vancouver. First time I drove into Canada. This um, is probably the first time the Harvey Girls have come up on the podcast since the, the it was an active Kickstarter yeah, yeah, project, yeah. Which, which, which well, Indiegogo, and and we okay. met our goal. We met our goal of a thousand dollars plus. Yay! Uh, so we raised some money to cover our end of the duplication of the. Oh, Jesus! This is going to turn a whole thing here. Mm. So we 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 raised the money yeah. for uh, our album, mm-hmm. and so we like basically our half of the cost of producing two hundred and fifty LPs, um, and we got those. Uh, in the pipe to to get printed and everything and we had a record release show uh last friday uh i don't know a previous recent friday counting is hard mm-hmm. but uh so we had a show a release show for our album and uh and then we didn't have the albums because uh, they there's been delay and so mm. we're actually at them sometime in the middle of November here it sounds like uh, I think they're in Poland still I'm not totally clear on exactly what the situation was but anyway so release show 
for our album that we don't actually have at the release show. So that, that was kind of a bummer. But then mm-hmm. everything got sort of clusterfucked with, we were playing at a place called Firkin. They do early shows, and it turns out they do early shows not in a, you know, it would be nice if shows just would start a little bit earlier since, but in a, there's a 10 o'clock noise right. ordinance, you know, deadline, then and the decibel level has to drop significantly at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was our release show, so we were headlining. Uh, which means, of course, that we play last of the three bands, and there was like delay up the bill, which meant that we got started late, uh, which means we played like half of our set. So we played mm. half of our set at our release show for the album that we didn't actually have there to sell. It was, we might have another release show, basically. Sure. Your tax kind of dollars at work, Indiegogo yep. funders. Yep. So uh, so that was great. Yeah. But uh, but it was an unrelated show in Seattle that we played. Okay. Uh, and then me and Angela went up to Vancouver because there was a geology conference up there uh, mm-hmm. and the, just a couple days later. And so we went up there and hung out for a few days. And that was nice. Vancouver's pleasant. It's kind of like Portland, but... Uh, I would say a little bit bigger in some sense, maybe maybe just relative density of, of tall buildings in the downtown core, but uh, hmm. same same sort of overall climate, yeah. you know. It's kind of, it's, it seems more different by the fact that it's kind of fundamentally really similar. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of it makes the differences stand out more than you would expect. Um, I heard several people say sorry. That was. I was uh-huh. amused. I'm easily amused, apparently. But <laughs> well, speaking of being easily amused, uh, did you go to a geology conference and not come back with a single geology joke? Oh, I didn't go to the conference. Oh, shit. I was just I was just hanging out. Uh, well, did you get relayed any good geology jokes? Uh, oh gosh, there was there was at least a couple that Angela passed off from lectures, and I'm, I'm did she? Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I I don't know if I'll remember them. Oh, like God like they were good in that I appreciated that they were jokes. <laughs> Uh, but they like you know they they weren't like mind blowing. It's like oh my god, geology—that's yeah, the science of the good jokes. Well, I mean, it's I'm looking more for like quaint than like yeah, hysterical. No, there were a couple of good there were a couple of good lines from because speakers I love a hyper specific comedy like that because yeah. it's I don't know it's something like inconsolably endearing about. I don't know what kind of joke someone would put into a geology slideshow at a geology conference. Yeah, how did geologists do it? Um, like you know, there's the oh, road like, bumper yeah, stickers. Yeah. Like, oh, whatever. you know, I did. Okay, I did remember one. So there's a guy. There's a guy who. Uh, uh, he's 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 been involved in a bunch of deep sea so uh, cinematography. <laughs> a guy, tell me more. Oh man, this is one of those jokes where there's a guy. Deep sea what? Um, no, tell me. Uh, I didn't hear. Deep, I deep, talked over it. Deep sea uh, like photography and cinematography. Uh, okay. He's he, the guy. I think is an Alvin pilot. Alvin is one of the submersibles um, that like James Cameron's Titanic diving stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. some other stuff. This guy's been involved in in that stuff, I guess, uh, cool. which is cool. And so we talked a bunch about underwater, uh, you know, stuff mm-hmm. uh, and underwater geological stuff. Um, but he, his whole backstory is he was originally like, uh, I think, a shoe salesman or a podiatrist. One of the other. I don't remember which. Okay. It'll make sense why I can't remember which, but no, it's one of those two. Okay. Uh, because he did that for a while. And then somehow he ended up getting into this whole Alvin Pilot thing, thing and doing underwater uh, geological survey type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone asked him uh, how being in like the... The, the shoe business or or the podiatry business 
was helpful at all or, or whether it was helpful at all, you know, in leading to the career that he now has. And, and his response was, well, it, it got easier uh, after the few first few thousand feet you know which is yeah damn that's 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 you show up to the conference and you've got that in your pocket you're like just let some motherfucker ask let him ask and i'm just gonna drop this bomb it's more of a podiatry joke than a geology joke unfortunately it's it's a juxtaposition though yeah it's see that's the thing it's 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 a podiatry slash underwater because that's the thing it it wouldn't work nearly as well if he wasn't also like doing deep sea stuff because you get a few thousand feet down see so it's a few thousand feet for both contexts, yeah, see, it's, it's playing the two against each that, other. That the, the There's Venn two different reads. Is so slim. And you, and you, yeah. <laughs> the place those two <laughs> disciplines overlap for joke territory is like razor thin, and you found one in there. That's yep. what I love about that's that. That's the thing. I mean, that's that's the opportunity. You gotta you gotta know that's coming, and you know, leap on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we we were up in uh, we were up in Vancouver. It was nice. I, I brought some Canadian money home because we didn't manage to spend it all. Although in a lot of places they'll just sort of take U.S. and mostly what we used is the card. So mm-hmm. the leftover cash we have is just from not having to use cash very much. Um, um what can you think of any other blah 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 disciplines? Do it blah blah blah. You know, bumper sticker. I can't offhand things? for some reason. I don't particularly How do you re- explain that format in case anyone out there hasn't seen one of these t-shirts or bumper stickers or whatever i i, I think it's x's do it y is, right. is the best i could say yeah i mean yeah right. what we were talking well, i'm sure we can think of some but right yes. it's a double it's a it's like a lazy double entendre about whatever discipline you have and the more hyper specific the discipline the more like inscrutable the joke yeah. which i love but it's like i don't know uh drummers do it rhythmically or something i'm trying to think of like a super generic one civil engineers do it on the level you know it's okay you know something like yeah the on the levels other meaning isn't really sexual yeah i know and i'm not saying it's a good one they I'm, do just, it I'm just i'm just playing, <laughs> kind playing of the implication yeah. there um yeah i don't know car mechanics do it uh under the hood that doesn't make any sense yeah see that's the tricky thing is like any you, you can come up with anyone and it could be super dumb and still technically count mm-hmm. because anything can be a double entendre if you wiggle your you know eyebrows you know it'd be a shitty yeah, one yeah. but you know you can imbue anything like okay let's let's play a game called what can't be imbued with sexual <laughs> meaning if you say it in a dirty way i'm looking around the basement <laughs> oh yeah i gave your wife the screwdriver eh yeah. Well, that that one's raunchier well, than most, I think. Yeah, granted. <laughs> right. Gave her the power drill. I went after your wife with the WD-40. Uh, see, it uh, doesn't make any sense, but... No. You can say you lubed you her know. up with the WD-40. Yeah, there, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, now I can't think of a single like decent example of the joke format. Think of, Okay, think of a brand of car. <laughs> think of... <laughs> Well, just, that, right now it's weird because we're both deadlocked <laughs> instead of just me. I know. It's like, um, I, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let, let's move on from that. Okay. Um, you know, 20 minutes from well, now, one of us is going to be super excited. Well, I was going to go somewhere excited. with it. Now well, I just, forget just where go I was there. even oh, going to go, well. too. So. 
This is a typical crapshoot episode. Yep. I'm glad we're right back in form. <laughs> stop self-nagging. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta I, stop I, you're self-nagging. You're the one who said that's negative. I just said it was typical. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the, the, I'm taking the negative um, read on negativity. All right. Well, it's, it's st- stay tuned for later when one strikes me like a bolt of lightning and I blurt it out in the middle just of right one of Josh's of stories. <laughs> uh, what else have I been up to? I, so we went to Vancouver. Right. Uh, I've been, I've been futzing around on Tilda Club the last uh, oh, few God, weeks. Yes. That's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, which is hard to explain. I've tried several times and it just doesn't go super well, it turns out. But sure. basically, it's a Unix server that a guy started because, hey, Paul it's fun. Paul Ford, right? Paul Ford. My, right? One of my inner circle hero guys. Um, what do you call that? He's in my pantheon. That's ah, the word I was looking for. And we saw we both saw him at uh, XOXO giving a... I, oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, shit. I didn't oh. have the conference pass. So, um, no, <laughs> what I, I meant to see is dick it's move. Up. Too yeah. bad you missed out on it. It was so great, Jesse. <laughs> I've been watching the videos as they came out, and they're great. If you uh, haven't checked out the XOXO YouTube channel, they're great. Uh, Anita Sarkeesian gave pretty much the talk she was given before, but it's a great kind of like concise example of the the kind of like, here's what the fuck is going on in the internet right now yeah. conversation. Uh, John Gruber, who I love, uh, did a great job. Um, uh, Jonathan Mann had a fantastic one me and my partner Whitney were both got all emotional at the end uh-huh. and uh, there's been a number and there's a ton I have yet to watch so check out the XOXO uh, 2014 yes, YouTube channel up. It's, it's, been, it's been good stuff incredible you just get to see them all for free they're just right there yep plays great inspiring amazing talks yep um, okay, so yeah, Paul, so Ford, Paul Ford, Paul Ford, Ford was amazing, a- amazing dude, uh, wrote one of my single favorite pieces of writing in the entire, my entire life that I've ever read, um, called The Age of Mechanical Reproduction, and uh, a short follow-up he wrote later on his own site, um, that was just like, uh, just a punch to the heart, it was so good. Um, I picked up a, his one novel. Uh, it's called Gary Benchley Rockstar. I'm almost positive that's the name of it. And it's not that great. And I think it might have just been he was a little younger when he wrote it. Or he hadn't quite found his voice yet or something. But unfortunately, I, there's not a lot of stuff I can just go to and just say, like, here's the mother load of reasons I love Paul Ford. Yeah. But just little things. Like, again, the Age of Mechanical Reproduction. Find it on the internet. It's one of the most affecting pieces of writing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then just little things that it's hard to like corral in. And I'm just like, whoop, that's the reason I love fucking Paul Ford. He's so good. Yep. And then with the most recent thing he did, which um, actually gained a lot more notoriety than I think he expected, <laughs> uh, was Tilde Club. Which, yeah. like you're starting to say, is is just basically an open box Unix web server yeah. that people can get a shell account into their own uh, you know, user account. Um, immediately filled me with nostalgia because my first ISP, my uh, my first internet provider for dial-up internet in sleepy Ukiah, California, when you got a dial-up internet account, you also got a little bit of space on their site. And so it was like ispname.net forward slash tilde your username. Yep. And that was the space you got to occupy. And it was like... They're just giving this away? I can put a web page on the internet and all I need to do is 80 hours of learning what the fuck HTML is? This yep. is amazing. Yeah, no, I, I had uh, I had basically the same experience. Um, 
We, we forgot to turn your heater off. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. yeah, let's enjoy it's been some, a while, some heat. So yeah. I'm gonna let you off the hook. But it's been a while. It, well, it's been a while since the heater was oh, on. Right. That See, too. it was that too. you know summer. And yeah, just yesterday I was yeah. I turned my heater on for the first time. Oh, it's really firing up there. Yeah, I wonder, it's, it's if, I wonder how well it's picking up. Oh, it'll probably pick up a bit. But I did. Um, it, it's been a while, but I did forget to put my I, or I did remember to put my phone on airplane mode for recording. Well so I shouldn't be getting that interference. Not that it matters now that we're being completely drowned out by this. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Let's take a let's take a real quick break. I'll go turn. That off, and then we come back. I'll talk I'm about bring the mic over ISP to stuff it before you do that, just so everyone knows okay. what it's like yeah, to be in the okay. room here. We're gonna we're gonna have a little we're gonna have a little sonic journey towards the heater in my basement. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Swoop. this won't lead to anything terrible, like uh, my laptop being yanked off the the table or anything. Oh, I can't imagine anything uh, going wrong on this show. But uh, yes, Jesse is currently trying to unravel the microphone cord. I'm just trying to get some slack here. You he's know? Uh, yeah, he's 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 Why don't hoping. Why you give me a little slack? He wants me to give him some slack. Cut me a little slack. Why don't you? He uh, he's 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 praising uh, Neo IRC communication software slack. Which is based on J.R. Bob Dobbs and the Church of the yes, Subgenius. He's, yes, he's... he's. You guys he's, hearing this? Listen to this thing. This It's amazing. Let me tell you. It's it's I quite take a... The, the pop filter off. It's just, quite a sound. Oh, my God. I don't think the pop this filter's... This is what I have to suffer through. The tortures of the damned. Yeah, I don't think the pop filter's going to have a big effect on a, a low, steady rumble. <laughs> In fact, I, I would say if the pop filter was going to have an effect on the sound of my furnace, I'd be really worried about my furnace. I, w- I wanted our audience to have as unfiltered an experience as possible. Well, I, I appreciate your dedication to, to to verisimilitude. Yeah. And and also the opportunity to say verisimilitude. I, uh, I, I try and hook you up I appreciate with it. such opportunities. All right. We'll be right back. All right. Go back to 
Constantinople been a long time gone. Constantinople, where the Constantinople get the works? That's no This Istanbul. And we're back. Uh, we didn't have the patience to wait for the heater to turn off, even though we've turned it off. I thought it'd be funny if we came back and it was still on. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so there it is, and we can all experience the the cessation of that background rumble together. Right. Uh, but made, I made yeah. some other story. Or whatever. Yeah. What can you say that word again that you said that starts with a V? Verisimilitude. Um, see, this is one of many. I think this has even been a topic multiple times. Words that you've always yes. known and never known how to pronounce. And correctly. I have no idea if I say it right because no one else ever says it either. So, well, I lo- your pronunciation is delightful. So even if it's wrong, it's better than the right one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank um, you. Hey, there we go. Um, versimilitude is what I've always said in my mind, which is not good. Uh, here's one I just discovered. Okay. Uh, chickophilia. Chickophilia? Yeah, you know that like uh, fast food restaurant that makes chicken sandwiches? Chickophilia. In earnest. <laughs> I don't for believe years. you. For years. Oh, oh, no, that's... Thought it was called Chickophilia. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that was like the corporate pronunciation. No. And somehow, even with all the recent terrible no, bullshit from No, this is Jesse Holden's okay. idiot oh, okay. pronunciation. Chickophilia. Chickophilia. It really looks like that to me on a skim, and it still does. Because so. you love chicken so much. You got a serious case of chickophilia. She got chickophilia. I like that. Um, there okay, was so a, did I ever tell this story? There was a, um, In the next town over, there was a guy who got arrested having sex with a chicken, and the, my local punk band, uh, Throttlecocks. <laughs> wrote a song about it called <laughs> Cluck Buck Santa Rosa. Nice. So uh, there's a sh- the one and only shout out to Throttlecox that's ever been on podcast as far as Throttle I know. Throttlecox, you, uh, you wrote a good song C-O-X, there. C-O-X, Throttlecox. That's how you know. Yeah. They were an edgy uh, yes. high school punk band in Are the you 90s. leaving straight edgy? Because the X. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not suggesting. It would be like X Throttle Co. X, mm-hmm. if that were the case. This was, I think that was a on, online like chat room handle invention. The X on either side of your name to indicate that you're straight edge. Was it? Yeah. Interesting. That, that was the first place I ever saw it. And I just well, assumed that's the first time I ever saw it, too. Yeah. But, but I, it's not like I first time I ever saw that's it. That's a good memory. Oh, the X on either side of the name in the Yahoo chat room, wherever the fuck you were, IRC. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Specific. Uh, uh, so I, ISPs, Come, coming back to that. Yeah, right. I, I had a... I right. Had a, so it's someone you might get your... Uh, the name you squad on Tilly Club might have an X on either side of it to indicate... <laughs> I think at least one person may have done that, in fact, yeah. ironically. But uh, but yeah, so it's, it's basically... It's the same thing, yeah, you would have gotten from like a mid-90s ISP or from a, a college... Uh, shell accounts into mm-hmm. the college Unix system, maybe, and uh, and yeah, people have just been making simple little web pages and messing around and doing a bunch of stuff under the hood, playing with like Unix shell scripting and messing with pipes and whatnot. And we've got Usenet set up, going between multiple tilde club type <laughs> servers because there's like a there's like a dozen and a half other sites mm-hmm. that are the same thing because it's really easy to start it up if you want to because right. it's like go get a tiny Linux shard from you know Amazon, boom, you've right. got a site, you know. Right. Uh, and it, it feels like it was super crazy for the first week or so, and it's sort of calmed back down now. Um, which, on the one hand, you worry, okay, this is a tiny little thing, 
and if it's calming down, then it's just going to turn into like four people have a website at this domain. Essentially, God, that would be so good though. If it was yeah, just I like know, four, it's, it's not really people. terrible. Exactly, talking about boiling something down to its essence. Yeah, I've been I've been <laughs> blogging on my page there, and I've been like like I've blogged more there in the last like three weeks than I have in like in the last two years. <laughs> um, so what? Tell me what your process is for that. Are you just going in and uh, in a shell? Yeah, I, I'm SSHing in uh, to the box, and then and I'm using Vi to editing index.html. Yeah. I just so I'm red. I'm at, and it's not tenable in the long run because if I actually stick with this blog for more than like you know a month, uh, my homepage is going to get longer and longer and longer as I continue adding content to it. So at some point, I need oh, to. Oh, or you'll just one wrong keystroke and it'll be gone, and you'll have no recourse. Yeah, I, I actually I have not been formally backing stuff up there, which is a really bad idea because <laughs> no one's making any promises. Uh, uh, but it's also, you know, I, most so of the stuff that's no, taken. Like, the, not even like FTP is an option. Uh, well, I mean, FTP is probably not an option. SFTP would be. Uh, or Off SCP. the command line, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean. And that's how people are like, you, or, or you could just, you know, if you wanted an image on your page, you can host it remotely and link it. Yeah, well, I, I, I just, and, I've been SCPing them over. I've just been copying okay. them over via the SSH protocol. Okay. Um, so yeah, now I've got I've got some images there. I've been building uh, games, although I've I've really only gotten work done on two of them. One was called Tilda Bird, which I made like on my first day there because like, you hey, know, it's Tilda Club, Flappy Bird, Tilda Bird. Right, I couldn't play it on mobile, and since you linked yeah. to it from Twitter, which I only am ever uh, reading off of my see. mobile device, it, I couldn't. My high score on it is zero. Well, that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. I love it though. Yeah, I, I, it was it was fun to make, uh, and then I got thinking about Dune. So mm-hmm. I, I was on a serious Dune kick that I'm still on, but less manically now, like two or three weeks later, uh, where I, I started working on a game called Shai Hulud, which is uh, one of the Fremen words for sandworms mm-hmm. in the Dune books, and it's it's the game Snake, uh, except. Uh, you know, it's a sandworm instead of a snake. And you add the mechanic of being able to go above and below yes, the ground. Yes, and you can dive. And, and right. so I've been working on the four-player. So you can actually cross your own tail as yeah. long as you're not on the... You're yeah, not if, you, if you time it right, if you're careful. So, yeah. so in theory, you can get really, really far. Right. turns out people instead found ways to use that to just like be really, really boring and get high scores by going back and forth and back and forth, and it, which I find amusing in its own right. But I, I've gotten screenshots of people's high scores, and I'm like... <laughs> Oh, I guess yeah. I guess right. you could do that. I guess that would work. Huh? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. It's it's your it's your uh, decision whether to, that kind of emergent gameplay is. Yeah, well, I love it. I yeah. love I love seeing people come up with shit that I didn't expect. Right, but do you want to throw a hurdle in their way to see what how they work around it, or do you just want to see how they continue to further optimize your? Well, I, I don't think there's a whole lot set. to optimize beyond what if, like the top two or three scores are showing off already in okay. sort of tedious but effective gameplay. But my whole plan with it is to have it be a multiplayer thing, mm-hmm. so you can't just do some slow, tedious winding back and forth because the other person will just get in your way. Try oh, like. Cycle wise, so right. that's the next step to go with it. And I've got like I've got like a dozen other little tiny Dune game because the whole conceit, like the idea that I really love behind it, is what if what if David Lynch's Dune in 1984 had just been a gigantic hit, just like <laughs> blew up, just like the biggest fucking thing since Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved it. Everybody was watching it. You know, probably set off some some sequels and whatnot. Uh, then there would have been a bunch of 
quick cash in uh, mm-hmm. shitty arcade games. And I said, why don't I make those? Why don't I want to make the shitty Dune games that someone's like, you got two weeks. We need something to market. <laughs> you know. Right. So I've got a bunch of ideas for like little tiny games based on that. Another one I want to work on is called Walk Without Rhythm, mm-hmm. which uh, would be like, you know, the track and field games where you just like hit one button or, or back and forth two new buttons to run. And right, unless you, you had the Nintendo Power Pad. Yes, in which case you would run in place like an amazing <laughs> athlete. But in any case, button mashing to go as fast as you can. Well, my thought is that, except for instead of everybody mashing as fast as they can, they have to mash as fast as they can while avoiding creating any predominant rhythms in the pressing the buttons. Seems like a programming challenge. Uh, yeah, it'd be a little bit to figure out how to best do the beat detection. But sure. basically, you know, the more rhythmic you're walking, the more easily you track a worm. So you'd have like a worm meter that would go up mm-hmm. and then a worm would burst out and eat you and you'd be out of the race. So whoever gets the farthest <laughs> without waking the worm uh, I th- I would be the winner. I think that it will be the first game I'll have ever played that has a worm meter. Yes, yes. <laughs> um... I, the what's the name of the first game? Shy Halud. Shy Halud. So we're talking about a, a unholy union of um, Snake, the the game uh, made famous either uh, as a MS DOS game or like the first game on your little Nokia cell phone or whatever. Yeah, or your TI calculator. Or your TI. Ca- that's where I first class. played yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that uh, Dune. The Lynch Dune and Tron Light Cycles. Yes. Which is like anyone who's a different generation from us is so fucking bored of this. I, I know shit. It's, it's this is this so, is this is pretty so specific. Pretty on seriously our targeted. Plus at, uh, or minus five years off yeah. of our age. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I, actually, from there, I could transition directly into the thing I was telling you about over yeah, I am. Yeah, it seemed like, I don't know if you were deliberately setting no, that no, up. No, I wasn't even thinking a, about it. It's too good of a segue is, to block. Yeah, basically, this is what happens when we don't talk for two weeks or, mm-hmm. or two months is is I just come up with a podcast worth of shit to be like, <laughs> and you know what else I'm going to do that you know most of it I will never actually follow through on. But boy, am I excited. Right. And this is actually an idea from a few years ago um, that I had been uh, talking with uh, someone else about in after a Metafilter thread about the top 50 video game characters of all time, mm-hmm. uh, which was a post uh, that Greg Nog made on Metafilter. Uh, and it was just linked to an article that had that list, um, except it was an article on something awful dot com and the list was completely made up. Just right, like, it was a straight faced. Yeah, and you as you read it, you get three or four in and you're like is it weird that i haven't heard of any these seem sort of familiar i think yeah. i know someone who had that game maybe yeah and then they and start then to slowly get a little dawns bit, on yeah. you yeah. Uh, so it's great because it's wonderful because, like you say, it's straight faced, and so he posts this with a straight face that and they're then, all that they're all not real games. Yes, yeah, we yeah, should yeah, make that explicit. Yeah, they're all, <laughs> yeah. yeah they're completely <laughs> fictional. And and once you sort of look at it with a close eye, there you know there's some silly stuff in there, mm-hmm. but it's like relatively wry silly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and and so he posts this to Metafilter, and almost everybody gets it. There's a few people in the thread who are like, I don't recognize any of these games. Right. This game, is, this list is bullshit. It doesn't have yeah. this one yeah. real thing. But mostly, like 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 97 of the people just got it and sort of like played along with it or just chuckled quietly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people started like doing world building in there, and I had a good time doing that, and 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 several other people were. And I ended up writing to Greg saying, you know what would be great? A whole blog about fake games. Well, world building in the Metafilter thread meaning 
meaning like you're actually like coming up with these like nostalgic trips like yeah, oh yeah. i can't write that's oh, yeah, this like, game i haven't played that since the you know the yeah. mm79 home console color vision yeah. system yeah or a, a three paragraph you know uh, recollection of exactly how you did this one weird yeah. hack in this yeah. game so you could get around the scene with the uh, you know shining avatar of beendom if you if you just like you know went through the corridor backwards which you weren't supposed to be able to do but if you held down a you know and people just like and I had a bunch of fun doing that and I was like mm-hmm. we should do a bunch of this let's do this thing and we talked about it for a couple of weeks and then then he ended up being busy and I ended up getting distracted and so it's just been sort of cooking in my brain but we came up with a lot of of like uh, the general layout for this idea of basically a fictional 80s game console like something concurrent with like the NES and you know the Sega Master System uh, but made by some guy who really was just some guy and had no way of competing with the big guys but somehow had a little bit of success uh, and so we came up with a system called the McLeod Color Vision System mm-hmm. that ended up being accidentally uh, big to the extent that it was ever big anywhere, big in portions of Canada because they accidentally set it up with PAL rather than NTSC video signal. And so there were some people with ties to Europe in like Quebec, maybe, uh, who ended up uh, having PAL systems, PAL monitors so that they could actually play the game at all because mm-hmm. people in the United States couldn't, even though the guy was in the United States and thought he was making, he was going to be like the Detroit of the video game system and go up against the Japanese imports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and basically came up with this idea and a bunch of fake games. And the idea was kind of like to review all of the non-existent games and talk about them and maybe screenshots for some of them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has since in my mind, as it's evolved, I've come thought of more and more sort of backstory for the guy who created it and the weird troubled history of the, the company itself of MCS Incorporated and mm-hmm. uh, his business partners and betrayals and his family tree and whatnot. And so I've got these sort of two different things in my head, like this guy's sort of sad, weird life story and then all of the hardware and software on this weird also ran misfit system mm-hmm. that came out of his his efforts and uh and so it's 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 november which makes it national novel writing month and i haven't actually done that in earnest in a, a good long uh number of years good long number of years large number of years several years it's been several okay. years since i would I've, say good long number yeah um it, it, it's a number in the tally system, so it's it's like like a good you know inch right, or worth it's of just tally like marks. seven or eight digits. Yeah, yeah. You're, you know. It's been eight. It's been eighty-seven million years. <laughs> right. Uh, last time I tried to write one, we were still on episode three, six, seven, and one of Discourse <laughs> on the Discourse. I think, uh, and now it's you know it's the far flung future, or as we call it now, the present. Um, but yeah, I, 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 on November first. I just sort of sat down and started writing some of this. And I opened up, actually, Twine. Have mm-hmm. we talked about Twine? I, I'm not sure that we have. I, as I understood it, it was like a playfic type thing. Yeah, kind of. It's a it's it's sort of a visual interactive fiction engine. Okay. okay. Um, it's it's less, uh, less immediately robust in terms of doing complicated programming behavior, but you can... In principle, do it. You can just write some JavaScript or use a plugin that adds some functionality. But what what really lends itself to for like someone who has no idea at all about writing games is a choose your own adventure type thing, where it's easy to say, you know, here's a paragraph of description. If you do blah, go to page one twenty seven, and if you right. go to, if you do the other thing, go to page one thirty three, and you would just type a couple of square brackets on either side around one twenty seven and around one twenty three, and you'd hit enter, and you're done with that entry, and then 
Twine will show the little box you were typing in as that entry, whatever you want to call it, and then it'll auto-generate the two others, like 127 and 133, right. with links to them. Right. And then Basically, you can write whatever you want like there. what I've been doing for the game I'm working on with Aaron, except in a way that the tool is actually suited to the purpose you're yes. employing yeah, exactly. it to. Because yes. I've just been using like literally a flowchart drawing program uh, and just wrestling. And not, I shouldn't say wrestling with it because it's still easier than my initial idea, which was just use an illust- like a drawing program to just draw every box and every arrow, yeah. which is just totally fucking idiotic. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's something, I mean, if, if I had spent two days learning Twine and just done it that way from the beginning, and I could like like try out my game. I yes. could play. I think. I think. It. I think. Especially you set aside since a day to just like copy and paste everything into glorified Twine. choose your own adventure yeah. game. Anyway, it's just a it's one giant, or I should say, two giant dialogue tre- concurrent dialogue trees, yeah. and that's the whole game pretty much. So yeah, I, I, I think you should consider trying porting it over. It'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'd be happy to talk about it with you. And it sort of be, look at yeah. It, it would be it would probably be a worthy endeavor because um, there's things that happen. There's like uh, conditions that have to be met to get certain answers available to you and things like that and none of it it's all just in my brain whether yeah. it works or not and yeah. no like actual testability so something like that is probably going to be yeah. necessary at some point along I, think, the way. I think twine might be a good fit for that sure twine's kind of a weird fit for my thing because really the problem with this is three years ago when i originally got excited about this idea i took a couple stabs at sitting down and starting to write it and i thought about Originally, we were going to do it as blog entries, and it's like, well, but if I'm just doing this on my own, then uh, maybe I'll do it a different way, and I'm not sure how I'd want to start the blog exactly, so maybe, what if mm-hmm. what if this was just a book? What if I just sat down and wrote this as sort of like a narrative of my inquiry into mm-hmm. this system and the life of the creator? And I tried a couple sort of starts. I think I wrote like the first two paragraphs a couple times of a notional sort of book. See, it's so funny, because what you need is a, is a, app, a program like uh, OmniFocus, or like OmniGraffle is what I'm using for this game. And what I need is a program like Twine, and we're just using each other's yep. ideal software. Well, what I've done <laughs> is I took all the stuff I wrote in Twine uh, on the first, and and yesterday, instead of getting much more writing done, what I did was move all of that Twine stuff over to wiki pages on a media wiki install. Because okay. it occurred to me what I wanted was a lot more hierarchy and deep linking between entries. Mm-hmm. Twine is, you could arbitrarily link a bunch of nodes from each twine page to other pages but it's it doesn't really have it's a super really robust f- tool set for that for like a mesh type of yeah. organization it's yeah. more of like a cascading flow yeah so wiki's a little bit better for directional things but I, I i was thinking about this and and i was writing on my tilde club blog the other mm-hmm. day as i sort of contemplated it um what what i really want out of this like like the physical f- Part of it is I'd kind of like there to be a physical artifact, which is yeah, a little bit yeah. silly. But, you know, there's a couple of books that I really, really love that are basically sort of fake uh, documentation or fake encyclopedias, kind of. There's the Dune Encyclopedia, which is very literally done as an encyclopedia A to Z entries in alphabetical order, regardless of the fact that it jumps wildly in subject matter from, you know, people to technology to sure. geology sure. to whatever, just at the mercy of the alphabet. Um but it's great because you know it's it's a it's a big dense book. It's like hundreds of pages of sort of stuff playing with details of the Dune universe. Um, but it's all bite sized You know, most of mm-hmm. most of the entries are you know a half a page or a quarter of a page, and so you've got this like sort of low commitment at any little bit of reading. But the whole thing comes together as this giant tapestry of like world. 
Um, and I love that. And I'm rereading the thing for like the third time. Uh, but there's also a book called uh, PDQ Bach by a guy named Peter Shickley, who's a longtime classical music satirist. Mm. Uh, he's had a show called Shickley's Mix um, on uh, public radio. Uh, I don't know if it's technically NPR or if it's one of the big locals. But anyway, sure. big like, like for years, he's had a public radio syndicated show uh, where he talks about music and plays music and play some of his own compositions he tends to compose satirical like riffs on or parodic riffs on famous classical pieces and whatnot Mm -hmm. um and he's got this pdq bach character who's uh sort of the author of a lot of his uh satirical musical pieces and he wrote this book that's just a big compendium of the life story and a bunch of artifacts of the life of this fictional 21st son of or 21st child of Johann Sebastian Bach, who's like a fat, lazy, gluttonous, relatively talentless son of this great musical genius and the weird, absurd life he ends up living all over Europe and his death at a relatively young age of basically being fat and lazy and and it's just, it's just, it's this wonderful it's not, it's not very straight faced but it's kind of deadpan like it's it's just constant jokes but they're all delivered in this sort of straightforward style hmm. uh and i love that too and it's the same thing it's like you know here is like a whole little world in a book and it's not it's not a sweeping fictional narrative told like in a novel style it's just a bunch of stuff that adds up to mm-hmm. a wonderful sort of person. And so I'd, I'd kind of like to do that with mm-hmm. the, the McLeod color vision system stuff. And so the wiki thing might be the way I go with it for a while because it's easy to just pop open a new page and write a couple paragraphs uh, without having to know what order does this come in, where in the right. story does this happen. Right. It's more like, no, this is, a, this is a piece of information that's relevant to this alternate world. Sure. So I'm really excited about that right now, right. as you can tell by <laughs> yeah. the, the 15 minutes of uninterrupted uh, <laughs> spiel. It's fun. I mean, it's I, could the could the wiki itself be the document? It could be, and, and you know, it, in the long run, it could be something where it was even you know open. Like I kind of like the idea of getting such a firm foundation laid down that then people could sort of get it mm-hmm. and contribute from there. Because I've you know done a couple collaborative projects based on that idea there's i can't remember the name of it but uh there's a a game essentially which is just that you sort of like build up an encyclopedia starting with a in the first round and b in the second round Mm -hmm. building off things people make up and oh i can't remember the name of it right now but Mm. this is kind of at the moment yeah Yeah. this is Uh, a solo effort along those lines well i think people will get it i mean people who are drawn to find it in the first place will be will be the kind of people who get it especially given that it just is thrown to the audience of Metafilter who's self-selecting to some extent, but is also, you know, it's a cross-section, and that those people picked up on it quickly yeah. enough to, to run with it, that say anyone who's going to find this wiki that you're putting together, yeah. it's going to be far more self-selecting yeah, and, and you know, uh, can, I have a, can build on it. I, I Honestly, my, my challenge with the idea of putting it out there is not so much that people won't get it, but whether or not people will meet my specific expectations sure. for like the just the right tone and whatnot because that's the thing like i've i enjoy like riffing in random meta filter threads when something comes up but i almost always end up finding myself like 
unfairly annoyed at someone else for like choosing a slightly different tone or slightly different approach mm-hmm. or varying slightly from what I saw as the clear through line mm-hmm. to extending this joke. And that's totally crazy because like I'm not the fucking editor in chief of Metafilter <laughs> riffing threads. Like right. I'm just me. It's me and a bunch of other people joking around in a totally collaborative fashion. So sure. the thing with the wiki is like would I be more frustrated by the failure of people to get the tone or to fail to intuit my specific unstated through line for a given piece of the existing fiction than I would be happy with the fact that other people were running with it? And I honestly don't know. Yeah. I, I have a hard time collaborating on uh, creative projects a lot of times, and I, I kind of wonder where that would fall with this because saying, right. hey, well, run well, with you it and could, go you crazy. You could create a, bar, a barrier of entry wherein maybe it's not something that people can just create a new page on the site but they can submit a proposal for a page to you and then it runs through you and yeah and you can just kind of like polish and post yeah which but is, it's which you're, is a you're kind of the curator of the pages rather than it being an open season yeah um i i worry about metafilter's growth uh sometimes because the metafilter i fall in love with is a is a site that that will happen the thing you're talking about where everyone in the thread gets it and everybody is just keying off of each other and this is totally like cranky old man get off my lawn bullshit (laughs) that's completely i'm positive in my head but when i go into a thread now i just feel like it's 50 50 people who are like on the same page and understand the meta filter tone and vibe or the tone and vibe of the post or whatever is kind of called for and 50 percent people who just kind of wandered in who are just like yeah burp, 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 you know whatever just like i don't know like the kind of people who like see a subtle joke riffing off of the topic and but they don't get that it's a joke, so they make their own joke. That's like, God, that's almost like you're playing off the derpeter. And like, yeah, well, was, yeah, right. That was that's, the fucking that's, joke. That was the joke. I, and then what terrifies me is when the second one has seventy favorites and the first one has five favorites. I'm like, what is happening? There's no What's fucking justice on? in this universe. No, it's not that. But it's it just I, it just seems like a the average metafilter savviness of a metafilter user seems to go down over time rather than up is that crazy am i way i, I don't, out I don't on think it's fucking... crazy i don't know I, I think there may be an aspect of uh sort of like rose not i don't want to say rose colored glasses because sure. that's not applicable but uh I, I think it is looking nostalgically look, yeah looking yeah. back yeah rose colored glasses some sort of, yeah i don't know there there's i feel like i feel like rose colored glasses is more like a contemporary real time attitude of being overly forgiving of something whereas looking back is i feel like, like i the hazy... generally hear it in context of like looking back nostalgically Interesting. and seeing the past through rose tinted glasses but well, maybe not, it, man. Who knows? Any, I thought Chick Fil A was Chickophilia yeah. for two years. Looking, so. looking back at the past through uh, Chickophilia <laughs> colored glasses, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, pe- people, pe- pe- it, it was it was a mixed bag, like you know, five and ten years ago too. I mean, it was it sure. was always a little bit hard to know for sure. I think to some extent. Uh, it just depends on the timing of the thread too. Like if a joke breaks out right at the beginning of a thread, I think you get a lot more of a free for all mm-hmm. and a lot more tonal unevenness. Whereas if it's later in the thread and it's sort of slowed down a little bit already, and then a joke picks up steam, it picks up steam because you've got a smaller number of people hmm. 
still really being attentive. And so if you've got 10 people riffing on something, it's easier to get that cohesiveness than if you have like 50 people. So if it's something that's like riffing that happens in the first hour of a minute filter thread, there's another thousand people who could conceivably come by in the next hour or so and see it and try and run with it. And a thousand people is a lot harder to corral creatively than like a dozen. So I think that may be the biggest thing. And to some extent, the fact that Metafilter is more populous now than it was 10 years ago, probably right. uh, may just sort of naturally lead that to be, you know, a thing that happens, yeah. but you I'm would, not, I'm not too worried about it. I, we, I think, Oh, that's good. I mean, and, and you, I remember, you would be yeah, the one yeah. to know since you're more. And that is something I really, really value about the site too. Sure. So it's something I'm a little bit neurotic about so too. So, like, do I, you I totally think? Do you it. think now versus ten years ago, if you just made a pie chart of how many comments started with, oh, "Okay, I didn't read the article," or "I haven't read everyone's comments yet," but here's my opinion. <laughs> do you think that slice has gotten bigger or smaller as a proportion of all comments? Uh, I, I think it's probably about the same. Okay. If it has creeped up, I would say to some extent the number of threads in which. I bet I bet that hasn't gone up in proportion to the average length of a thread in right. which it appears. Right. That's yeah. That's so I'll say that. Like like if there are a few more people, like in raw numbers, saying, "Oh, I haven't read the thread, the read the whole thread," but right. I don't have point, time to read all this right now. But it, you better have time to read my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna wade right <laughs> there, the fuck there, in with now. There's a weird sort regardless of, of whether to it's that. a repeat repetition like, I, or already been discredited or what. Yeah. Because who cares? I feel like if you're gonna come late to a thread and not read it, you just need to not say a fucking thing about the fact that they've read it, and just hope to God that no one figures out that you haven't read it based on <laughs> the obvious omission of knowledge. Well, that'd be nice it. too, I mean, but I'm just saying if, if, if you're going to if you're going to be uh if you're going to be that guy who doesn't read the thread before commenting in it, don't do the thread the even greater disservice of making a big deal about the fact that you didn't right. read the thread. Like you're just already being an asshole kind of. Face, don't yeah. say, "Hey everybody, by the way, <laughs> I know I'm an asshole, but" Because at that point, like right. you're you're gonna annoy everybody who knows that you haven't read the thread because you're obviously missing some context. But you're also gonna annoy everybody who's like annoyed at people who are like, "Hey, I didn't read the thread." So right. it's like you're just doubling the amount right. of like shit you're injecting into the process. Right and it, right exactly. And it's like if the problem is that there's too much in the thread for someone to read it, you wandering in without reading anything and just vomiting something that's probably a repeat of something that's already been said better anyway is yep. only adding to the problem. Can only add to the problem. Well, and, you know, and I will say I, I will say that there are exceptions to this. I think the problem is nope, mostly... No, no exceptions. I already have you on record. Permaban for anyone who admits to not reading the thread or original posts. That's new Metafilter policy. You're listening to the Metafilter podcast. I'm Cortex. <laughs> and um, I'm Churl, a uh, new uh, shadow moderator of the Cabal moderation team. He, he, he's, he, he moderates via me having logged in on his computer once two years ago and, and not realizing I didn't log out. <laughs> Anytime something logger, goes wrong. I knew I installed it on him yeah. there for a reason. Uh, no, I moderate Josh's drinking, and Josh's drinking moderates Metafilter. So. Yes. Uh, and I'm actually moderating Metafilter right now, which is unusual for a podcast. Um, Ban someone. No. No. Just ser- ser- no, I'm just. It's actually. It's very quiet, which is why I'm feeling okay about okay, it. Okay, we'll search. It's a nice quiet Monday search night on the site. For I haven't read the thread, but and ban that person right I, now. I will search. I'm not going to ban anybody. Come on, we get two more beers. I, I uh, I'm going to search. I'm going to search for haven't read thread. 
and we'll see how many hits this comes up with. Oh, well, you got to search for it as a phrase. Well, you can't do a phrase search on the well, built-in. Well, just site colon metafilter.com. Oh, yeah, but their results are so fucking wonky. Uh, besides, okay, I haven't read well, the whole just thread, find so forgive me if this point has already been made, right, but person, I think that a lot of people believe it. that the men have fewer ribs than women thing <laughs> without being fundamentalists or Bible bashers. Uh, I, I liked that thread, but that person should probably be banned. Yes. Someone else hasn't read any of Deborah Milford's books. <laughs> See, this is why you have to search for it as a phrase, because you're going to get a bunch of people. Or you're going to get thread. people accusing other people for not oh. reading the thread. That's exactly what I was just saying. I haven't Listen read the timing. entire thread, so apologies. Ban him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I should I should search. See, the problem just is Just give like, him a month off. You don't yeah. have to permanently <laughs> ban him. <laughs> Right. Anyway, so that's 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 my job. Um, God, do you know what I found out about on Metafilter? What? And it was because someone was suggesting it, and Jessamine had to come out in a Metatalk thread and say, there's no fucking way we're ever going to consider that. But it's the most beautiful idea I've ever heard in my life, and it's the hell ban. Oh, God, yes. Isn't that... It's like there's such poetry to it. It's such poetic justice for a certain class of difficult it's, user. It's, it's an idea too beautiful to implement. Yeah, I think uh, The so hell too. ban for people who aren't me or Jesse. <laughs> uh, this is a... So the idea... I'm gonna, of, there's a single tear is going to roll down my cheek when you describe when, this. It's so We should lay beautiful. the groundwork. So if, if, if you go to a website and you get banned in the traditional sense, probably what it means is you have some sort of user account there that gives you the right to do things like comment and post and so on. And if you misbehave or violate the guidelines of the website or if their moderators are just terrible nazis whatever i'm sure uh you might get banned and if you get banned you no longer have access to your user account you can't post comments and threads and whatnot as that right. user right you can't you, you know. can't you can't engage your, yeah. your privileges are revoked exactly right um now one of the one of the downsides to banning someone is that if they really want to be there probably what they will do is just go ahead and sign up a new account uh and you might have policies that make it easier or harder to deal with that. Metafilter's got a pretty good system for dealing with it, but uh, but still, it's an issue. You know, if you if you ban someone and they're like, "Oh shit, I got banned," and they really want to be there, they'll probably just sign up and have another account, and then you've got the whole problem all over again. Uh, so the right, hell ban, and, and they're and they're emboldened by their sense of injustice. Yes, being, being because like, how dare you ban right. me? Blah 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 blah. blah maybe, right, or know. or just to consider that most bans are not permanent. Or yeah. I mean, yeah, or the, the, many the, ban, many bans. The very fact that they know not, that they can come back makes them not give a shit about being banned right. because like whatever, I'll just start a new account and fuck you. Um, so that's 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 the downside to a traditional ban system. One of the solutions that has been proposed on the internet and implemented, I think, in some places. I think uh, this is a really old idea. Yeah, I think uh, this is like a news groups. Yeah, level thing. So, the, but that, maybe not. That, maybe I don't know if the technology was there. But anyway, the hell ban is a really clever variation on that, where you ban someone without letting them know that they've been banned. So what you do is instead of closing down their account and giving them error messages like, I'm sorry, you're not authorized to do that, or invalid credentials, or whatever, 
you just flip a switch on your server that hides their output from everybody else, but not from them. So they post a comment in a thread. You know, there's a thread about uh, Cat Collins like, yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't wear that uh, tight-ass yoga pants because damn, baby. Now, uh, if you had just banned them, they wouldn't be able to post that. They're like, oh, I can't post that. Dang. Uh, with Hellban, what happens is a post goes through and they see it in the thread. They see that they made that comment. Uh, if we want to caricature them as some sort of supervillain, they sit there steepling their fingers and waiting for the response. <laughs> uh, but what happens is they're the only one who sees it in the thread. Everybody else never sees their comment. Uh, so you sort of you're gaslighting the shit out of them <laughs> is what you're doing, and they right. wait for this, the responses person, that never come. For this person, the 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 day before their ban and the day after their ban are indistinguishable to them. Yeah, they don't except know what happens except that, the, except that they stop getting responses. Nobody ever responds to any of their bullshit and they just and and i just have the i can t- completely picture this like downward spiral it puts this person into where they just get more and more outlandish trying to provoke a response yeah. from the people that they're they're in you know trying to troll trying to provoke and just it's basically like if everybody unanimously decided to be perfect don't feed the trolls Except the system's doing it for you. Yeah. Because no one even has to see the It's an automated shit. shunning. Yeah. You know, and it's, but it's a silent shunning. Yeah. They, right. Like, it's not like everybody's pointedly turning and standing, facing away from you. Just no one's, they're just moving on with the conversation without you. Right. Uh, which is, so right. it's, and it's, it's like, it's, right. It's like, it's, it's, you're a ghost and you, yeah. and everyone realizes, or, you know, anyone could realize it except for you by virtue of how you can see your own comments and posts and contributions. Right. 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 So it's it's, it's, it's so kind of a beautiful. delicious, terrible, wonderful idea, and yeah. it's and yeah. Jessamine's response, and I think I've said because it comes up like I feel like every couple of years, someone's like, "Oh, you know, what we should have this hell banning," right. and we're like, "No," and yeah, it's just like it's not a thing that is ever going to occur because it's. It, it may be sort of like, it's got a beautiful poetic justice, but poetic justice is not how you build a sense of community. <laughs> you build a sense of community by trying to be as fair as you can and approaching things you know, civilly and oh, reasonably. Oh, yeah. It's not a good you know, faith way of engaging yeah. your community it's on a any huge, level. It's a huge fuck you to anybody who falls out of you know favor. Like, Metafilter right. is big enough deal when we just ban someone, period. And we right. probably don't ban people as much as we should. But uh, but we try and give people a right. lot as of extra evidenced second evidenced by today, chances. when you saw plenty of people worth banning when you just did that search of Metafilter and didn't ban <laughs> right, exactly. any of them. Yes, Jesse, that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great idea, but it's it's also terrible. And it's, my it's idea... So it's, my, it's my current favorite idea in or about the internet. I should, I should ban. It's I, so fucking poetic. I, I should say uh, not... I don't know if this is my idea or if I just remember liking this idea and running with the idea. Maybe someone else proposed this, but uh, but basically take the hellban idea and refine it a little bit because the biggest problem with the hellban in theory is that someone would probably eventually figure it out especially if they're aware of the concept of a hellban mm-hmm. uh you know once no one ever responds and they're probably going to the point where it's like hey can someone uh say i got this if you can read my message and then they get no response to that and you know once they resort to like perfectly oh, reasonable stuff yeah you know, know they might start figuring out even, so here's what you that, do like they could still believe that they've annoyed people enough that everybody is kind of like created an implicit consensus to ignore them i think the way they would find out was they would 
go to a thread on another computer or a different browser or they forget to or log in, yeah. and they would notice that their shit wasn't there. But granting for the moment that maybe this is an issue that you consider an issue that you want to have a solution to, my idea was create a system for hell responding. <laughs> Where the system would also like one in you know you know, by some probabilistic method come up with uh, okay it's time to give the guy a response mm-hmm. so you pick one of the people who's been in the thread mm-hmm. and you just have them in theory block quote say the thing something they said yeah and, and then just say that's bullshit yeah or, or or something or just something even like more vague like perfectly right. horoscope vague like uh, I'm not sure I agree with you right. uh, hellband user right uh, and that would show maybe and if so you go have back and read the post you'll change your mind or yeah. something that would be universally yeah. applicable I don't know I do like that because I think it would perpetuate it from long but I don't like it because I think it the, you're lessening the punishment because the, the the being perfectly I think it, I think it depends seamlessly on what you ignored is the punishment in my mind. Yeah, but I, I I feel like by prolonging the punishment by giving them a sense of engagement, you may in a sense be doing a better job of giving this. You know, right? You are tormented by your own inability to improve your behavior. So in that sense, it's like. <laughs> It's, it, it only prolongs their torment if they aren't doing any self-reflection. Sure. Did you see that someone made a um, Twitter bot? Well, I'm sure you did see this because this is so up your alley. It's practically the street live on. Hey, buddy, up your alley. That's a, that was a weird analogy. And then you yelled at me. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was excited about the, yeah. other, the different direction. Oh, yeah, that was good. So, so up my alley that it's the street I live on? Is I that, don't, it doesn't make any sense. Okay. It's, it's so up your alley that it's around the corner. I don't know. Hi. It's so up your alley that it, it makes a... Uh, You're never going to get it out of that alley. It's like, up there. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> make, it, makes a, it makes a hard left into your garage. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so up your alley that you'll have to go to the hospital and say, I was in the shower and I fell on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the best one, I thought. Um, the You're familiar with an ancient uh, chatbot named Eliza. Yes. And oh, someone made a Twitter this, bot yeah. that responded to uh, hashtag not your shield, the offshoot, the offshoot uh, hashtag Gamergate yeah. sub debacle. Uh, that just responds to them as if they were a prompt into Eliza. Yes. And Eliza, for anyone who doesn't know, this is funny because I actually had uh, Eliza, the Macintosh app, uh, on my Mac OS 7 running uh, Performa, and I would have long chats with it because I was fascinated by it. Um, but it's basically just a chatbot, meaning a program that you type you know, sentences into and it responds as humanly as it can. Um, And it takes the form of a psychologist who's just kind of really not really engaging with you or or expounding on anything but just kind of trying to keep you talking. you back, yeah. Yeah. So so you write something like like, uh, I, uh, I, I, I can't I, I, I hate my mother. Right. Tell me more like, about your yeah. mother. Why, yeah. Say. Why do you say you out, hate your mother? It'll right. take it can pick I up and nouns, you and it can around. Invert, yeah. yeah um, Some really basic, pronouns. simple stuff. So it, it stumbles on complicated senses and whatnot. Because she said, I can't moment. believe it's not better. And she's like, tell me why 
do you, why you say can't believe it's not butter? You know, right. they get stilted, but right. T- tell me more about shut up, Eliza, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Right? Exactly. So, um, so right. There's part. There's parts where it's really there's a big gap. Right. It's not going to pass the touring test. Yeah. But um, there's parts. Where, there's moments where it's uncanny too. Yeah. And it's the the brevity of Twitter is a perfect match for it, and the fact that half the shit people run on Twitter doesn't make sense anyways. Yeah. If you try and parse it in any sort, sort of grammatical nature of a lot of the uh, lower. <laughs> level of chatter so, there. I don't know that this was an uh, uh, incredibly successful endeavor, but I love the idea of just like get basically you know, setting up an environment in which Eliza is automatically replying to people trying to uh, use this hashtag on Twitter uh, uh, ostensibly fighting back against liberals co-opting their whatever the fuck not your shield. is yeah. has all kinds of problems that I don't even want to go into. But um but just basically to to do what you're describing the hellbane responder to yeah, do, yeah, exactly. which is just kind of like burn a bunch of their cycles talking to yeah. nobody. Yeah, wait, 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 <laughs> waste an asshole's time. Right, <laughs> waste an asshole's time you is know, the which is, is uh, the one sense endeavor. way of saying the thing I just spent three minutes yeah. trying to describe. Yeah, um, well, and it's funny because that t- that sort of ties perfectly into the the history of Eliza. Eliza was written by a guy I can't remember the the names or the places here but uh it was written by uh a guy in like 19 like 60 that early mm-hmm. maybe 60s sure. anyway uh relatively early and so this was probably the first time someone had done this specific clever thing and the the story goes at least that he wrote this uh just as a little experiment and he left it running on the computer it must have been, I don't know, late 60s, maybe, or early 70s, because I, I want to say it was like the computer in his office and his secretary ended up using it. And so he sort of left it up, and the secretary ended up using it, and he came back, and she was like really, really engaging with it. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the guy's opinion of this whole thing was essentially very contemptuous. He's like, no, no, this, it's, it's an empty, stupid thing. It has no value. You know, it's, it's literally the dumbest you know, mockery of conversation. Uh, but it sort of showed that there is that ability to sort of just create a narrative and a character in input. You know, as, as humans, we have this amazing pattern matching and sort of narrative constructing mm-hmm. software. Um, and so the guy who had written it wasn't like, oh, this is delightful. He was like, ah, this is, no, <laughs> I, I am appalled. Right. And how much of this is like, uh, you know, there, there could have been some, you know, terrible, dumbass, sexist, oh, how dumb is this woman sort of aspect of it or something. I don't know. I, okay. I, th- that's a terrible direction for me to take this because, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, so I'm rearing you're pieces just making of, it up. <laughs> Uh, I'm not. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, strike that from the record, Your Honor. Uh, I'll revisit this sometime with more detail if I want sure, to. Sure. But you in can any just case, edit it out. Yeah. No. Let's let's. Uh, but anyway, the, the guy was really unhappy that people liked it. Essentially, this thing he had written because he didn't expect it to be liked. I think he expected it to be more like an object lesson in you know the artificiality so of right. Yeah. So the fact that like decades later, dumb fuckers on the internet. <laughs> Are getting in protracted arguments with it over their their completely insensible internet crusade about mm-hmm. ethics and game journalism and also, mm-hmm. you know, harassing women. Uh, it's it's a little bit. Ple- I feel like maybe finally a loop has 
finished there and you know connected yeah, back to I, itself. I, I don't know that it's been the grand slam that I would fantasize it should be. No, it's just one little thing. But it, well, I, it's mostly because it's like. I don't know. It's like fifty-fifty people using that hashtag are using it in earnest versus using it to it's, cr- it, criticize it, it. So it's half the time it's going to engage the wrong person. Yeah, and it's also like it's not particularly prolific. Last time I checked, it's just like occasionally we'll just grab one. Yeah, and almost nobody seems to take the bait anyway. Yeah. So it's yeah, you know actually it's uh, it's better on paper than it is in practice. Yeah. I think. But yeah, no, I love it. I love it. It's definitely a fable of Schadenfreude, even if like mm-hmm. it's not getting any real work done in the world i'm not sure how you get work done on the subject of gamergate anyway and i feel like that's a giant conversation that i just don't have the emotional I, energy to I get into right now yeah uh maybe maybe next time if it's still going which hopefully it's not but who fucking knows right uh but i do uh think I we just, should take a break uh yeah I, I do i do think we should take a break I'm, i thought that was, i honestly thought that was what we were gonna say dude no. i don't want to break a no, I uh, now I may have lost Train of it. I'm, oh, what was it? What was it? Oh God, uh, it was a thing. It was a thing about a thing. Uh-huh. Something about hashtags or or GamerGate or responding. GamerGators. Oh do no 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 no! I know okay. what it is. It's Twitter. It's yeah. about it's about. Okay, so the idea of like for the audience, um, Josh over the last thirty minutes has slowly his hair has become more and more frazzled, and now he's waving his finger, gesticulating there wildly like a really crazy mad scientist, and have, it's have really. Bonsai? Uh, it's really this wonderful. Is, I'm, yeah. This is peak Josh. Lord so John get ready. Uh, okay. Okay. So speaking of Twitter and things not being slam dunks, mm-hmm. I am super fucking annoyed at lazy sort of internet commentary journalism running with the somebody does something on Twitter and it backfires thing because I see this a lot hmm. on Talking Point Memo and Talking Point's Memo I, I have been reading for years and years usually despite myself I mean I, I like it well enough as sort of a political blog but okay. I don't really like following politics and I always get sucked back in every four years for the big presidential election cycle what's t- Talking TPM is Memo TPM that's not where Nate Silver Nate Silver's on 538 yeah he's 538 okay. uh, TPM is like tracked 538 a lot so you know it's okay. blogged about it a bunch okay. over the years but uh Anyway, uh, po- political blog, Talking Points Memo, a guy named Josh Marshall started it and is the, the head guy there. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a bad way to, to sort of keep up on sort of politicking and muckraking and stuff. Okay. Uh, pretty blatantly sort of liberal editorial place it's coming from, uh, but not terrible about how they do most of their actual reporting. Um, but uh, but but they they are guilty of this, and I've seen it in other places too. It seems like an easy sort of clickbait thing to do is like, oh, Twitter thing backfires, mm-hmm. and the thing is for Twitter thing to backfire, <laughs> something wholly different from what was expected to happen needs to happen. So right. like, if you start a Twitter campaign for, hey, tweet your favorite ideas about ExxonMobil mm-hmm. and then like literally all the tweets that come in are like I like the way it kills seals mm-hmm. and and maybe you stick up a widget on your ExxonMobil page to lo- show live tweets of this fun hashtag you're doing and so you end up featuring the content of people <laughs> mocking you uh-huh. you know this is a this is a story not with Exxon obviously because who would go to their website but but this is a story that has happened sure. a number of times with products that's backfiring right you know if you if you feature unmoderated content from the internet mocking you that's backfiring sure usually what's actually happening with these I just keep laughing because I think of a really good <laughs> an example that made me laugh a lot of that so anyway go ahead okay do you want to you, you can jump in with it there's now. it's it, the explanation ruins it it's there were there was a um 
conservative group that said, you know, put your name in here and then watch live on a webcam as a piece of paper comes off a printer with your name on it, <laughs> saying about how, like, you're signing off on this anti-Obamacare thing. And so, you know, the, the this is a, a stupid term, you know, rejected by all the people it refers to, but weird Twitter got a hold of it. And so there's just the whole day of, like, <laughs> someone's... So it's like some Republican uh, political action committee's printer spewing out pieces of paper that say "Weed Lord Boner Hitler" all day. Yeah, that exactly. That's and perfect. Like, That's exactly the and the best first last name combination in the history of the world is Weed Lord Boner Hitler. <laughs> So that's it. Like it's God that sort of thing. This sort of thing name I forgot on that Twitter. makes someone wish they could just turn Twitter off. That's mm. what it backfires. Mm-hmm. And and what a backfire usually is when I see most of these stories is what it actually is is some small portion of the tweets that come in are from people who don't approve of don't the thing agree, right? and use the specified hashtag to not agree. Right. It's like you know what? If you have to go fucking sifting through thousands of tweets to find the few delicious ones, that's right. not backfiring. That's just background noise. That's just people using Twitter. No, that's engagement, right? That's that's outreach. That's that hashtag reaching people who it wouldn't reach, which is those people's followers who wouldn't have known about some Exxon, you know, marketing PR campaign or otherwise. Yeah, you could even make that. I don't think there's probably a whole lot of upside to most of these, but I think they're not the big fucking like. It's treated like a scandal. It's treated like a oh my gosh, someone pirated the signal. Someone took over the TV station, and it's like no, some people fucking tweeted. That's, nobody nobody cares that that happened except for people looking to scrape up a blog entry because right. it's a slow, slow news day. I mean, it's 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 dumb. honestly is like oh shit, I have to turn in an article and I've been looking at Twitter for the last four days. Yeah, it's like it's the only people this is going to convince are people who are unsavvy enough with Twitter that they aren't going to care because right. you'll have to explain. It's, it's pretty clickable though. I mean, someone you, you put Twitter in the headline and you put backfires in the headline and people know two things right away. A it's going to be short, which people love when they're just like bouncing around. I mean, who you're trying to get is people who see it on Facebook, right? Yeah. Their friend posted on Facebook. So, like, I don't want to go and read a fucking essay while I'm just, like, quickly flipping through Facebook. So, I, immediately you say Twitter, I know it's going to be short. Yeah. And you say backfires, and then it's going to be, like, schadenfreude Yeah. And you can just sort of buy into the narrative without thinking too hard about it. So, right. in that sense, they're probably doing just fine. But it pisses me off because it's like, you know what? I like... I like some quality Schadenfreude. I like, mm-hmm. I like the delicious tears of something that has truly and fully fucked itself. <laughs> like a, a serious right. own goal, an unforced right. error. Yeah. Let me see someone own like goal literally. Is such a good phrase. I love yeah. it. This is why we need more soccer in America, so that we can, you know, uh, so we can, so we can say that phrase more. I guess. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's like yeah. So that's a, that's a that's a apparently a huge pet peeve that I had not vocalized. I think until this moment. You know who's doing an amazing job right now, as as usual, is the Onion with Clickhole. It's, oh, Clickhole! Yes, it's like something. I if if someone said, 
Here, here's my new spin-off project for the Onion. It's going to make fun of like these BuzzFeedy listicle things, and I'm like, they're unmockable because they're so like base and stupid. And like, how are you going to do that? Yeah. And then I see what they've actually done, and I'm like, thank God I wasn't in charge of telling them whether they could do that or not because they're doing a fucking awesome. Yeah, they're doing a gr- awesome. I, I, it, it, it's a little bit uneven, they're but doing it's like totally the acceptably Lord's uneven. Work there. Yeah, yeah, there's been some fantastic stuff on there, they're, and yeah, yes, beautiful. Click And I like the fact that it's new enough that. It's still hitting that Poe's Law thing for some people where they really, like, there are dumb people who don't realize that it's a joke. Tell me what Poe's Law is. Poe's Law. Oh, Poe's Law. I'll, I'll look and at the definition. And then we should go to break. Yes. I'll, I'll look <laughs> as, up. as we promised our audience yes. we would ages ago. Yes, and, and they, having no pause button, have been <laughs> held hostage <laughs> by our momentum. Their bladders uh, literally bursting only, in their bodies. Yes. Mo- I, I read uh, I read the other day in oh, the American God. Medical this Association's uh, official quarterly report oh, that no. seven people have died of burst bladders while listening to this podcast, and that's like it's half so, of our audience. So right. I just you know, it, Josh, in moments like that, you just have to think of all the lives we've saved. True. Yeah. What about all the people who weren't able to pee before they listened to our podcast, but then by us not taking breaks, they spontaneously developed under duress a bladder. Right. Which is also what the vets call it when my cat has pee in its bladder. It's like, oh yeah, we found a good bladder. Because they want to take like a urine sample. They yeah, they don't say, oh yeah, the cat pee. They say, no, no, we found a good bladder. Or oh yeah, we we couldn't find a bladder, or she didn't have a bladder. And you know, it's like that's really fucking weird. That's my cat has a bladder. I'm pretty sure she has a bladder. She would be in like serious serious trouble if she did not have a bladder. So it's not news when she has one, and it's really terrible when she doesn't have one. And just say, just say the cat peed. You can just, you can say pee. I'm an adult. Josh, will you just go on record and tell the listeners whether your cat has a bladder or not? My cat has a bladder. <laughs> okay. I have two cats. They have one bladder. Hey, each. two cats, two bladders. What are your cats' names? Frig. Uh huh. And Freya. That's adorable. Yeah. Never name your two cats who look the same and are the same gender and the same age names that start with the same two letters because the vet will never know which one has diabetes. And which one has a bladder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) One bladder between the two of them. Uh, Poe's Law, named after, I'm reading the Wikipedia entry here, named after its author Uh, Nathan A couple episodes ago I swore we would never be a podcast that just sat around reading Wikipedia entries. Times change. Times change. Uh, I just, I'm... I'm, Standards lower. I'm going to fuck it up so I'm just reading this because it'll be fast or it would be if i wasn't interrupted in the process of trying to do it that's Uh, my job it's an internet adage reflecting the idea that without a clear indication of the author's intent it is difficult or impossible to tell the difference between an expression of sincere extremism and a parody of extremism so basically if you're being mockingly sarcastic some people may think that you're speaking truth to power right whether in opposition to you or in agreement I almost wanted to. I, I wanted to. I wanted to intentionally, accidentally say agreeance, mm-hmm. and I failed. I like agreeance. Agreeance is great. Agreeance is my favorite. How uh, many internet laws can we come up with before we go to break? Uh, Pose law. Po- Pose law. Sturgeon's Sturgeon's law. law. I don't know if that's officially an internet law, but, but it it's a very internet law. Very much. Uh, Godwin's law. Godwin's law. Certainly, that's the biggie. That's, that's as much as I can think of. Murphy's law. Is, it's not very applies internet-y. more yeah. outside the internet than uh, inside the internet. Maybe Be- Be- Betridge's law is kind of internety at this point. Since Tell it's me mostly Betridge's play- law. Betridge's law is uh, basically if a headline. 
asks oh, a yeah, question, has a question the, answer the, end, no. the answer is always no. Yeah. I fucking love which that is, one. That's which is really pretty good. applicable, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, Say it's it honestly, again because I interrupted. Uh, Betridge's Law says if a headline ends with a question mark, the answer to the question is no. Right. Uh, because basically people put a question mark on the end of a headline what, what, when what they're actually saying is we wish we didn't have to put a question mark at the end of this. Right. Because wouldn't that be delicious right. if this thing were true, which it's right. not. Right. Ebola, are you yeah. at risk? Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, ISIS, could they cut your kids' yes. heads off? Is Taylor Whatever. Swift the next poet laureate <laughs> of the United States? And it turns out what actually is is no, but some guy said she might be, right. and he's an out-of-work agent from New Jersey, and it made for a good headline. Right. I, I have yet, since I've heard of Betridge's Law, that's what it's called, Betridge's, yes. I have yet to see a counter. Uh, example. Yes. I'm sure they exist. I totally oh, they, am. they do. You can right, find them. Whatever. But, but one, yeah. one in thirty or one in fifty or something probably yes. exists. But I, I now I'm on the lookout for them and have yet to see yeah, one. it's, it's, it's a lazy, it. lazy bit of again clickbaity rhetoric. So, right, right. So we're gonna take a quick break. And, yeah, and uh, I'm gonna empty uh, Josh's cat's bladder. Yeah, see, go go see if the cat has a bladder. Okay. All right. I will now recite the entirety of the New Testament of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't do that. That was a that was a joke. It was a joke about how long we're running. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. Thanks. Because we're we're at about an hour hour twenty just raw. Pose law. I couldn't tell if you were yes, kidding. Exactly. Or... Yes. Uh, boom. Callback. Callback across the break. Yeah, not that far back. I but... feel like we should have waited to start recording until the toilet had finished flushing because I feel like the tail end of that. It's kind of. It's I mean, it's, it's it's no it's no furnace, right? But it's some noise, right? This uh, is the sounds episode. Yes, this this is this is, this is secretly an episode all about field recording. Listen right. to the space between the talking, <laughs> if there is ever any space between uh, the talking. Right, you know those uh, children's toys where you pull the the thing and a little spinner spins in the middle, and then it, whatever animal it lands on. Those are called guillotines. Yeah, yeah. It plays the sound of the animal that the uh, arrow lands on, and then cuts itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So French this, toy. this French show toy. is kind of like that, except there's just four. There's me talking, you talking, furnace, and toilet. Yes, <laughs> that's the four sounds you can hear. Yes, those are those, those are here. those are our co-hosts from now on. Yeah. Furnace and toilet. <laughs> Uh, they don't talk much, but when they've got something to say, boy, it's a doozy. Basically, Kevin Smith in all of the the, the Clerks films, yeah, um, of which Mall Rats is apparently one, and also Chasing Amy. I guess those are Clerks films now. Right. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, Kevin Smith. That's a whole. That's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but well, we didn't. We, I didn't get to talk really about anything that I've been doing lately. So yeah. um, maybe next episode. We'll that talk episode about that. we can talk about Kevin Smith and Jesse Holden. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the. Things they have in common? Yep. Probably not that many. Yep. Um, 
They're both I'm way good. less good filmmakers than Kevin Smith thinks he is. Oh, oh, oh! Actually, that's that's kind of a <laughs> shitty dig. I've, I've I've got a lot of enjoyment out of Kevin Smith's films in general, even though I think some of them are flawed in interesting, complicated ways. So yeah, I think we should just wrap up. And, you want to uh, just start a movie podcast? Yeah, let's. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we need we, we need to talk about you talking you two to me and their habit of doing podcasts within their podcasts. Actually, uh, what, that's a whole thing. What you know, the we'll fuck talk is about, going on in that sentence you just we'll, said? I, I know, right? We'll talk about that next time. We will talk about that next time on the crapshoot. For now, I think we're just going to call it, and uh, you know. That's that's what we're going to do. I didn't really have an ending for that sentence, even though it kept going. All right, let's let's sing oh, one I more song. Did that guy? Oh, oh, okay. All right, Leandriel. Yeah, yeah. Whatever his name is. Hold on a second. My phone is giving me errors. Um, do we want to do this a different way that doesn't involve me playing Yandy, a bebop? Y a n d i e l. Yandiel. Yandiel. I'm just. I'm totally guessing. I have no idea. Um. Yandiel, if, Yandiel, if you, you said if you, some nice things it, about the show and about me, and uh, if you hear this and you're like they're pronouncing my name wrong, if you can record your name and just send us that file somehow, mm-hmm. I will I will get it on the podcast. We'll get in the it future. on the podcast. It won't be on the next one though. Just so you know. Okay. okay. So you're gonna play the bebop this time. Yandiel, you said nice things about our podcast. Yandiel, you're really a rad cat. You have a bladder. You have a bladder. You do not not have a bladder. All right, I felt good about that. That was nice. That was, that was just nice. awful, Yandiel. I'm so sorry. You probably should have done that closer to the mic too. I bet that was real quiet. But uh, well, you that's know, okay. I didn't. I know. I was still warming up. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You gotta do the vocal like the mommy mume mo, 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 mommy We should cut this off right now before it gets too weird. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't want to get too weird. All right, well, we'll see you next time. Thanks hey, for listening. Hey, podcasters, cut it off before it gets too weird. Oh, that ugh, that's yeah. ugh, that that itself got weird. Yeah, that's amazing. That's like it's a it's a it's like a fractal. I I couldn't innuendo. think of it. So and so X does it in yeah. the manner of Y jokes. So that's my podcasters equivalent. Podcasts do it real long. Yeah, podcasters go way yeah. longer than you wanted. Pod, pod, podcasts <laughs> do it with several breaks. <laughs> podcasters just can't stop when it would be appropriate to stop and finish. Podcasts do it next time. <laughs> Podcasts are sorry, and we'll make it up. We'll do better next time. We'll, we'll, we'll do you next time. Thanks yeah. for listening.